Hello, basketball fans. We're the Peach Basket Pundits, and this is the world's sixth most impressive basketball podcast, according to Yahoo. Uh, welcome. Uh, as always, this is Basket Hall, and I'm joined by my co-host, PJ and Bimo. And we've got a lot to get to. We're going to catch everyone up on what's been happening in the world of the NBA. Guys, how are we doing? Doing well, my friend. We are... Living the dream here in upstate New York. I guess Western New York. Upstate would be more Syracuse. But uh, yeah, living the dream. Uh, watching basketball. Enjoying a pretty good season so far. Lots of surprises. I think uh, one of the things that we want to highlight on is uh, I was very dead wrong on Russell Westbrook. But we'll save that for a couple of minutes from now. So That's right. That's right. <laughs> And Peter, how do you feel about this uh, winter that hasn't really been uh, since we haven't had much snow? Uh, it's it's been a strange winter so far, but the sun is shining. It is forty five degrees here in Wayne County, so we are not complaining. No, can't complain about that. It's going to be like sixties later this week, which is ridiculous. Sun's out, guns out. That's right. I'm opening the pool. Let's go. So before we jump in, I have to deliver some sad news. Our intern, Mickey, is no longer with us. Oh! I mean, I mean he's, he's still alive. I was uh, going to say, like, in life? or <laughs> <laughs> He's just not part of the podcast anymore. Uh, he informed me just before the new year. Uh, basically, he said you know, we weren't giving him enough work to qualify for college credit. And apparently, he didn't love the, uh, the podcast enough to just do it uh, for free without any reimbursement or credit of any kind so he's uh he's no longer part of the podcast so we're looking so any other interns that would like to apply um uh send everything via twitter so no more probo mickey pro bono uh, no more mickey. pro bono mickey yeah, but as you'll see he's still going to have an impact on this podcast uh so look forward to that coming up later okay uh so since it's been a while since our last podcast we've got a lot of get lot to get to here. I'm thinking we're going to cover uh, just kind of current state of the NBA. We'll touch on standings, all the deals that happen uh, with the trade deadline. Uh, we've got uh, a couple other segments after that. We'll get to some All-Star Weekend stuff. But yeah, how about we let's start in the East. Uh, and we can just kind of take it in, in big scope here. Um. In terms of standings, I mean, Celtics uh, still looking good here. I'm sure we aren't surprised by that. Do you guys think that that's going to continue for the rest of the rest of the season, or you know, someone else going to leapfrog them? I think the Celtics might be the team to beat in the East, uh, given the fact that uh, they had a lot of high aspirations last year in the finals. Um, they looked like they were playing pretty well against the Warriors and then they just kind of tucked their tail between their legs and they ran. Um, I think, um, yeah, they might be the team to beat. They look like a pretty clear number one right now, at least from my point of view. So I am, so I'm going to say that, and I uh, say this with great disdain because I am a Bulls fan, obviously for our loyal listeners, they, know that about me but the milwaukee bucks the old fear the deer are uh, looking pretty formidable right now with uh 
getting Chris uh, Middleton back into the fold. Um, the uh, Bucks have also had 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 some wins recently that are pretty impressive in uh, taking the Blazers down and also beating the Clippers twice. Um, so I just uh, think that the Bucks are priming for a uh, a fast finish to the end of the season and also a run through the playoffs. And Peter, I think you might be right on that. I mean, they've got a 10-game winning streak, and getting that type of momentum, maybe it's actually bad timing in some ways that it's just before the All-Star break, and you know, do you lose any of that? But um, peaking towards the end of the season is always a good thing going into the playoffs. And you put up Middleton coming back uh, healthy, getting him back uh, kind of up and acclimated, that's only going to help them more. So I... I do foresee the Bucks taking over uh, the Celtics in the number one spot. Celtics are still strong, and um, but I kind of group them pretty similarly at the top of the East. Um, and I'd say, you know, the, the Sixers and Cavs aren't too far behind them. I do think of them as a, a tier below, but uh, yeah, Boston better look out because Milwaukee's coming. Let's, uh, since both of you are high on Milwaukee, and I agree, I just think that um, it's probably going to be those two teams duking it out in the East. Um, Celtics really didn't do all that much at the trade deadline, whereas uh, Bucks did uh, make a couple little moves. So that might be enough to push them over the edge and potentially overtake the Celtics for the number one seat. Yeah, I mean, at the same time, I, the Celtics didn't do much, but they added uh, Mike Muscala. And I, in terms of someone who can contribute without needing to – uh, be ball down, make it some uh, good defensive you know, presence, uh, but also step out and hit the three and stretch the other team's D. Uh, I actually like that ad. He's a okay. shooter. Shooter's going to shoot. That's right. So what else do you guys think about that uh, tier two that I kind of called out, the Sixers and the Cavs? Uh, are either of you high on those teams, thinking that they're going to – Really make some noise here for the rest of the season? I see the Sixers dropping below the Cavs at the end of the season. I think the Cavs have enough talent to overtake the Sixers uh, for that potential three spot. Do I think that the Cavs are better than the Celtics or the Bucks at this point? Mm, probably not, but they're close. They're close. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, they're a. Uh... I'm going to say a not yet team. They're a good team. You know, they've got young talent. Uh, I just think they need a little bit more time to kind of gel and mature and get some of that playoff experience before they can make that next step. Uh, it was also interesting. I think they might feel the same way. Uh, they were one of only two teams that didn't make any trades at the deadline. So uh, I'm thinking they're kind of saying, yeah, you know, we're good. We like where we're at. You know, we're not going to go out and swing for the fences this year because maybe we're not quite there, but we're going to get some good experience and go deep and see what we can build on. Which is interesting I mean, because they they don't have any draft picks really <laughs> this uh, upcoming summer. So if you're going to say we're not going to make a move at the trade deadline and oh, by the way, we sent the farm to get the players that we wanted during the summertime, it'll be interesting to see what they do this upcoming summer, assuming they don't make it as far as we all think that they're not going to make it this year. So, I mean, did you uh, guys see that 
Cleveland inked sharpshooter Danny Green. You know, like you're like saying that they didn't uh, make any moves, but they they picked up Danny Green. He's still around. <laughs> Are we talking about Daniel Green that's signed as one of the original colonies, or Danny <laughs> Green? Danny Green, I th- uh, not ringing a bell. Oh, the guy that was last relevant eight years ago. Gotcha, gotcha. Yes. So yeah, it's it's been a minute for him, but no, I didn't see that. Wow, he's that's kind of surprising. I wonder what how they're planning to use him. Is it just like end of the game we need a three? Yeah, put put Danny in. <laughs> The uh, thought is, is that come uh, playoff time, if they need somebody to sit in the corner and shoot a, a couple of tray balls, Mr. Green is going to be checking in the game. We're talking playoff Danny. Playoff Danny. DG. I love it. Um, yeah, so my uh, thoughts on the on the Sixers and Cavs um, – I feel like the Sixers are going to be one of those teams come uh, playoff time where if they are healthy, I uh, think that they could be a problem in the East. Um, But they definitely have some questions there with Joel Embiid, who is extremely dominant when healthy, but is often dinged up. Um, Also, it, De- depends on if James Harden is going to go out clubbing the uh, <laughs> night before a playoff game or not, right? So, what's the over under on that, Pete? <laughs> for me, for me, I feel like the Cavs are an extremely solid team, and I also don't like saying that because they have been beating up on my Chicago Bulls recently, so. Um, I feel like the Cavs are definitely playing well, and I have been pretty shocked with the uh, with the perfect fit there with uh, Donovan Mitchell because I did not think that he would be as good as he's been this year. Do you think he elevated his game or kept it the same since leaving Utah? In my personal uh, opinion, I think he got better. Me too. Um, you know, he, you know, he, uh, put up what, like 70, 71 when, uh, mm-hmm. they played the, uh, Bulls this uh, season, a, a few months back, which was, which was pretty impressive, you know, it, to me, that was even more impressive because he had never topped 50 before. Like, <laughs> yeah. So he just like, yeah, I don't need to stop, stop in the fifties or the sixties. Let's just keep going. That's, you know, you know, 40 is nice. 50 is, eh, let's just go right to seventies. Yeah. And, and what about what about you, Chris? With, yeah, my Go thought ahead. on the on the Sixers there, I I kind of view them as like a, a strong regular season team, uh, but then the playoffs, and you, you point out some of the concerns there. To me, it's James Harden. He, I have not seen him show up for the playoffs and elevate his game, take that next step. He just kind of continues to play at the same level that he's been playing in the regular season, and that doesn't cut it in the playoffs. And I don't know that he has figured that part out. Do you think it's a one of those things where, like, he's – I don't want to say mental block, but, like, sometimes guys get it in their head, like, oh, I have to perform better than I have done before in the past, and then they actually 
are a detriment to themselves because it's so much in their head that they're trying to adjust their game that they actually don't let the game come to them naturally. I think it's actually the opposite. I think he doesn't think, oh, I need to elephant my game. It's, this is the postseason. I think he's like, ah, I'm playing basketball tonight. So you think he's nonchalant and it's just yeah. like, up, oh, I'm going to suit up and I'm going to go out and hoop and mm-hmm. end result. I still collect a paycheck. So, right. so yeah, <laughs> okay. I, mean, I think he's going to be there. He's going to cap them. That He dictates their ceiling, I think, because I'm, I'm high on Embiid. I mean, leading the league in scoring, he's uh, a force. Uh, and they no longer have Ben Simmons. They got rid of the other reason that they didn't make it further into the postseason. But, yeah, to me, until they can figure something out with James Harden, until he jumps ship in the postseason to go play with the Suns, um, He's going to be their main obstacle. Yeah, and one quick technicality, Chris. Yes, Embiid is leading the lead in scoring average. He's just Mm -hmm. not leading the league in scoring total points. So, uh, Because we had a guy... It is is the technicality that they give the trophy to. Right. We had a guy on the Hawks last year that led the league in total points scored and total assists given out, and he Mm -hmm. did not... um, he didn't make all NBA first team. Just pointing that out. So, yeah, no, that uh, is very surprising. And I mean, even currently, Trey is playing very well, second in the league in assists, and he's not an all star. Yeah, so- Ooh, salty! <laughs> you got a couple salty fans over here. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Green is an all star, though. Just, just gonna say that. So. Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. He got named to the All-Star. Green? You mean Jalen Brown? From the Rockets? Jalen, sorry. I am so sorry. I meant, meant Jalen Brown. I meant Jalen Brown. I am so sorry. So we were talking about point or we were talking about guards in the East, and I, I went to say Jalen Brown is what I meant to say. And Jalen Green is what came out of my mouth, but that was incorrect. Yes. Um, I, I get it. Sometimes the fans, the coaches, they rank players higher than others because they're on winning teams. And at the time the, uh, all-star ballots first came out, uh, the Hawks were, you know, right around the 500 mark. I think, I think they're still there, but I don't know. I just, yeah, a guy that's played that well as a floor general and he doesn't make the all-star game. Something wrong with that, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Like you said, Chris, a little salty. A little salty. So the the next two teams in the East right now, we've got the Brooklyn Nets and Miami Heat, uh, two teams that I feel are going in very different directions right now. Uh, Brooklyn obviously looks like just hitting the reset button here with trading away Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Uh, I think I saw that they just waved Ben Simmons, right? bought him out or waved him or whatever. He's no longer uh, suiting up. So he no longer has a team. I don't think so. And I wouldn't, I'm curious to see who's going to pick him up. I did not see that. Did that happen today or yesterday? I saw that earlier today. Okay. Um, So unless I'm inventing headlines and starting rumors, which I could do that too. uh, Then yeah, I don't think he's spread the gossip, Chris spread the gossip. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they're going to be, I expect them to drop. I, I hope that they actually drop completely out of even the play in. Um, just because they're no longer the team that 
you know, put on the 12 game winning streak or, you know, what 17 and two in Durant's last 19 games, they're a different team. They, they shouldn't be anywhere in the postseason in my mind. Yeah. I, um, I don't see the, the Brooklyn Nets being a formidable threat down the stretch. I think they are definitely pressing that reset button and looking forward to, um, some better days ahead in the future years with lots and lots of draft picks. Yeah. But Miami, uh, you know, I'm, I'm pro Miami. I think that they are, they're coming out strong. They're probably one of the destinations that Westbrook might, you know, he's rumored to, to wind up at. Yeah. That's one of the uh, potential options. I think them, everybody on, um, the TNT after show was trying to get him to go to uh, Clippers. I don't, th- I don't think he's a good fit there. Um, yeah. Miami might be a good fit, but again, you're going to have to figure out what are you sacrificing that is currently on your team in order to make room for him. So I don't know. Do you think they would have to juggle a lot to be able to accommodate a guy like Russell Westbrook? No, I uh, think he takes the place of Kyle Lowry, which to me is um, I am not a big fan of uh, Mr. Lowry. I uh, think he's overrated, Um, but I am, but I am hopeful that the bulls get Westbrook because they need somebody who can play some point guard for them. Yeah, what's the uh, status on the ball, brother? Uh, still injured. Still injured. Um, and he's been out now for over a year. So they, like, say he's doing rehab, but he's still not back to be playing, which is frustrating. Is he practicing yet? Uh, he's He's doing workouts. Okay. So, like, him and his dad are going jogging or what's happening? Uh, I'm not like sure if that's like a Jane, Jane Fonda workout where he's like putting on a headband <laughs> and some spandex. Okay. Uh, All right. He's getting out the old thigh master and just uh, putting in the work. <laughs> yeah. So who knows? Undetermined. I can't find a headline on Simmons. So yeah, maybe neither can I. I'm wondering where I saw that. I just Is this a dream you had? Is this a dream you had, Chris? Uh, I don't know. I would have read it somewhere. I usually don't. I usually don't invent my own reality, but you know, without Mickey here to keep me alive, who knows what I'm doing? Mickey, <laughs> Mickey, intern needed. Uh, what other surprises we got to talk about in the East? Let's talk about who's fallen off that we wouldn't expect. First, I'm going to throw one out there, a uh, team that fell off that we did expect. I'm pretty sure on our last podcast, I gave the guarantee that the Pacers would not make the playoffs, uh, and they've fallen down dramatically. And uh, given their current standings and lack of trade movement, uh, it seems like I was right on. Yes, you were. I think that was a combination of a couple things. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton being injured for um, – span of you know five to ten games certainly does hurt them i think he's a great up-and-coming young point guard um but yeah i don't 
I don't know that they necessarily have the veteran leadership on that team to be able to continue on at the pace that they were on uh, earlier in the year. So what about you, Pete? Any other surprises? I, I know us fans of the Hawks and the Bulls were teetering on the edge of being on the outside looking in, but what's your uh, expert Bulls analysis for the rest of the season? Well, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm checking out the standings, right? <clears throat> and uh, the Bulls and the Raptors and the Wizards and the Hawks are all within like two to three games of each other. So that's your that's your eight through eleven right now. So my thoughts are is that the last month or so of the season should be pretty exciting, you know, to uh, see who steps up. And to uh, see who kind of falls out of the race. Okay. So, Peter, on the Bulls, though, they were one of the only other, I think they were the only other team other than the Cavs that I mentioned that didn't make a, a trade deadline deal. Any any thoughts on that? Why they didn't feel they needed to change anything? You know, given their place in the standings, you're currently outside of the, the play-in game. Um, why not look to add something and, and make a little bit of a push? So... I was trying to figure out what they were going to do. And I uh, think that the Bulls definitely need a point guard um, with uh, ball injured and he's still not back for them. It's uh, something that their uh, team is lacking big time. Um, so I am still hopeful that they pick up a veteran point guard who can uh, come in and basically just be feeding you know, the uh, likes of DeRozan, Levine, Vooch, you know, because they uh, certainly do not struggle on offense. It's a uh, matter of they uh, need they uh, need somebody to basically bring the uh, ball up and to feed their star players. So I am still hopeful, but I don't know if they're going to actually do anything about it. So... I'm uh, currently pensive is my state of a Bulls fan. Pensive. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, after kind of the dust settles on the trade deadline and you got some players out there like a Westbrook or probably like a John Wall or if uh, my rumor starting of Ben Simmons holds true, you've got some <laughs> options out there at the guard position. You could bring in a, you know, a veteran that's got some experience and, yeah, maybe they can uh, help to – get the Bulls back up into the playoff picture. And didn't uh, Westbrook play for Donovan before? I yes. don't know the answer for that. He uh, sure did, Brenton. He sure yeah. did. I thought he uh, had a coach-player relationship back at uh, Oklahoma City. So I think that, you know, Russell's got to really factor in his options. Um, I know he definitely wants to win a championship. Um, and I think even as a diehard Bulls fan, you would probably say that's not in the cards for the Bulls, at least this year. Correct, Pete? Unless a miracle happens. Um, I mean, as long as somebody sneaks into the playoffs, who knows? Right? <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, if we're saying his options are what Miami Bulls, Clippers, is there anybody else that he's got an option to go to? I think, I mean, Westbrook could be a good fit for the Bulls. 
Um, if you need somebody that's going to average a steal or two a game, dish out the ball, you know, eight to 10 times a game and play some hard defense. I, that might be exactly what the bulls need. So who knows? I mean, if I'm him, I'm actually looking to the East because the, the West I think is too stacked right now to feel like, you know, you know just put me on the Clippers and, and we're going to make some noise. I think that going out to the East, um, you probably have a little bit better chance to make it further into the postseason. So I don't know how Same. much he thinks about that, but. Yeah, well, I think he's pretty high on himself creating some impact. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like if he comes to the East, you're right. He might be able to make a more immediate impact in the East than he would the West. So, yeah, good options. Any other teams to talk about in the East, gents? We did, we did talk about the Hawks. And uh, how much guess, time do you have, Chris? How much time do you have? <laughs> I think my only comments there were really um, uh, relative to the trade deadline. Uh, looks like we are picking up Sadiq Bay. Okay. Yes. You know, good bench addition. Um, That's a uh, good uh, pickup for the uh, Hawks, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, like I said, I, I like it. I think anytime you can strengthen the bench, that's good. I was hopeful that they were going to make some bigger moves, though, because I, I kind of look at them as, you know, we're in the play-in. Uh, it seems like that might be where we're, we're going to land. I think there's enough talent on the team that we just need a couple pieces to, to push further and get up into the top six, be part of the regular um, guaranteed playoffs, if you will. And the only rumor I saw was they were actually looking to get uh, to trade away John Collins. Uh, yeah. And go to Phoenix until the Suns figured out that they could get KD. <laughs> uh, which for them, let's be honest, we'll save that for a few minutes from now. But um, even as a diehard Hawks fan, KD over John Collins is a no brainer. So, right. um, well, we're close right now. Currently the Hawks sit in the seventh seed. Um, we all agree. I think that Brooklyn is not going to stay mm -hmm. in the top six. So that's uh, one less team that they have to, get ahead of, you know, assuming Brooklyn does continue to fall in the standings. And then the other two teams that are ahead of them right now immediately would be the Heat and the Knicks. Um, the Knicks did make a trade. Uh, they got Josh Hart, who I think is going to help them defensively. Uh, Miami, yeah, I don't know. Um, it seems like the Hawks can't play Collins and Capella together at the same time, and they both can't be successful in the games that I've watched. Like, either one will be successful or the other one kind of, like, just is there. Like, I was watching a game the other night, and Collins played, I think, 35 minutes, and he had seven points, four boards. And I'm like, <laughs> what 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 is happening here? Yeah, so his talent is well above those stats, but I think he I think struggles to maybe fit in when there's other players out there that are kind of I think contributing in the same ways that he would like to. He just hasn't figured it out yet. But if he can, I I like him. I think there's a lot that he can offer. But. Oh yeah, I I believe his uh, ceiling is still a ways to go. It's just he looks lost sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know if it's just because there there's lineups out there where Murray and Young are in, and you know they're playing a 
double pick and roll game and he's just not the recipient. I I don't know. So um it'll be interesting to see how far they can move up, but mm-hmm. assuming things hold as of right now, you know, it looks like either right on the cusp of the play in, uh meaning like as a six seed or in the play in scenario. So Yeah. I, and, I and yeah, Brooklyn drops down, Miami bumps up. It's just kind of Hawks versus Knicks for that sixth spot. Yeah. Anybody else that's currently, I mean, Pete, like you were saying, they only have, the Bulls only have like a game or so to move up to be in contention for that play-in scenario. Yeah. Um, I think my opinion, my personal opinion, is the Bulls are better than the Wizards, um, especially if they can add on a, a point guard and get themselves in the right spot, you know, defensively. Um I don't see anybody else really moving up, right? Besides the Bulls. I think Indiana, the Magic, Detroit, and Charlotte all stay mm-hmm. out, out of playoff contention altogether. Yeah, somehow Charlotte actually gets worse for the rest of the season. I don't know how that's <laughs> They traded away any anybody on their team that was contributing, so they're they're clearly Lamello. Yeah. Um so I know this is a big co- topic of contention, you know, between Charles Barkley and Michael Jordan. Uh, this is the whole reason why Charles says that Michael no longer talks to him is that he critiqued his uh, team ownership skills and GM skills. But you begin to wonder, like, I mean, obviously MJ is the greatest of all time. Obviously. I mean, we don't even need to bring that up, but. He's not so good when it comes to team management. So it's a different skill set. It is a different skill set. Um, but do you think he just hasn't found the right person to slide into that position effectively? Or is Charlotte just right now just not a talent attractive place? Yeah, I think that's part of it. They don't, um, they're not like a, a big market. They're not going to, there's not a pull there other than Jordan. But I think that that pull has kind of lessened of late. I think when he went there originally, folks were like, yeah, I want to go play. Jordan's there. I don't think that means much anymore. Uh, yeah. And, you know, what else are they going to, what's your big pull? Yeah, Buzz City momentum is gone. So, Buzz City. Yeah. We're speaking of Buzz City, where's Kemba Walker these days? I don't even know. He is, I think, out of the league. Is he out? I think he is. Mickey? He, oh wait, we Mickey don't. would have been all over this. Man. Let's move out west. And I mean that we'll review the teams in the Western Conference, not our families. That's for you, Pete, uh, while you're looking up land available in Colorado. (laughs) (laughs) Or Idaho, given your preference, whatever you choose. Um, So Denver is currently the top seed in the west. Um, Memphis is the two. And surprise, surprise, Sacramento is the third seed. Yes. In the wild, he, he wild west. About that, at least last I heard. Yeah, he, uh, 
this squad. Poor guy. He, he has a couple of Airbnbs in Sacramento. Mickey does. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, okay. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, huge shocker for me is uh, Sacramento sitting in the top three of the West. Now, I do like to point out that only one game separates – or it looks like about two and a half games separates Sacramento, Dallas, Phoenix, and the Clippers. So – Three, four, five, and six are only separated by two and a half games. Um, that could get interesting coming down the stretch. Um, so, when's the earliest Durant will start playing again? Do you guys know? I don't. Know. I just heard after the All Star break. Yeah. Okay, so post All Star break, obviously, uh, that's this upcoming weekend. But I think it matters how soon post All Star break, right? So. You don't want to rush him back, but you also don't want him to have no idea how to play with those other four guys, you know, four to seven guys. So I think it's important for him to get in repetition, games, practice, um, get playing with those guys and gel together well with them prior to those playoffs starting. So, yeah, I don't know. What are your guys' takes on – potential slides or move ups in the West. Do we think Denver's going to hold the number one seed all the way to the playoffs? I think Denver will. I think they're a strong team. Jokic is amazing. Uh, Phenomenal double. Um, He just does it all. As a a center, mind you. Right. Yes. Um, So, and they've got enough other talent around them to uh, make it all work. I really like Memphis at two. I think they're playing good basketball. I like that they are kind of taking on the uh, the role of like villains uh, in the NBA, just going out and playing hard and getting on people's skin and just kind of going at it. So I think that those are probably the top two in the West. As you pointed out, three through six are all pretty tight. A lot can happen there. If Durant comes back, Phoenix moves up in my mind to the three spot. But I don't know much else would change. You've got Kings and Mavs. What about the pairing in Dallas? Kyrie yeah. and Doncic. I don't know how it's going to work. I look at them as they're they're both ball dominant, and I I don't it's not immediately clear to me that yes, that's gonna work out. Uh, they're gonna be fine, they're gonna figure out how to share a rock, but um Maybe there's enough to go around because it's not like the rest of the roster needs uh, tons of shots or anything. So no, here's, which is, so, here's so here's why I think it works in Dallas for them. Luca was so ball dominant and was like playing. I think he was second in the league in uh, minutes. So you know it takes some it takes some pressure off of uh, Luca because if he needs to sit for you know, an additional five to seven minutes a game, they can plug in Irving, who can basically, you know, kind of lead the uh, offense there, right? So, to me, it's a smart move. Smart move. So, you think they can play well together cohesively or be alternates for one another? Like, they don't have to be on – okay, yeah. I I see it as a – is a solid move for them. I just don't know if the final payoff is going to be exactly what they want it to be. So I still don't see them 
sitting at the table come Western Conference Finals. Um, that's my personal opinion. I think we might be looking at a Phoenix-Denver Western Conference Finals, mm-hmm. potentially. Uh, certainly Memphis could come into the mix. Um, even though Sacramento's the number three seed right now, I don't think that they have enough to get there all the way to the Western Conference Finals, but um, that remains to be seen. So. And uh, we just we just touched on the Warriors for a minute, twenty eight <laughs> and twenty eight. Yeah. yeah. So you know, um, when we talk outside the podcast, this is for our listeners. You know, we we regularly talk about basketball because it's the it's the the game that is the love of our lives here. So. Um, when we talk outside the podcast, we talk about, you know, guys like Steph Curry and his opportunities to really cement a legacy and things like that. I, I don't know. Like Steve Kerr, nobody can take away his championships, but I think it comes down to coaching right now. Like I, I don't understand how they're losing so many games. Their defensive stats are really, really bad this year. Mm-hmm. But so I think is that that's what they wanted to make their move on? That's why they're bringing back uh, GP two. Uh, GP right. two, who was a good fit with the team uh, in the past. So, I mean, I, I like that move. Now, one player probably isn't enough to to change that, but it's at least a step in the right direction. Yeah, agreed. Um, I mean, defending champs are sitting in the nine seed at, with a five hundred record. So, go figure. <laughs> I mean, guys, guys, they they um, lost to the Lakers at home the other day. Mm-hmm. So that's a uh, tough loss, right there. Yeah, I mean, Steph's injured. That that's part of it. But still, you need to have enough on your team if you want to make it deeper. You can have any one of your individual stars miss a game or sit out and get enough talent there to carry it. And I don't know. I. Draymond Green is—he's not changing. He's not getting any better. I don't think he's necessarily getting any worse. But Clay Thompson—if he's your only guy and he's a great player—he's not enough. So, like that team, to me, I think they lose their identity without Curry. And they—I don't know—they need to take a look at what is their not just this year, but beyond this year. What are they looking to build, and what it's going to take to win more championships? So what about the Timberwolves? Because uh, they are you know, just above the Warriors. They're eighth right now. Uh, they had one of the trades at the deadline. They brought in Mike Conley uh, to re- basically replace who they traded away in D'Angelo Russell. Is that an upgrade? Is that status quo? What are your thoughts on that? Well, I'll go first. I think it potentially is a downgrade. Uh, Conley is quite a bit older. Um than D'Angelo Russell is. And if you look at just this season, I think that they are giving up, you know, um, quite a bit for what they get back. However, uh, Gobert is already there and Conley gets to go back and play pick and roll ball with Gobert. So Mm -hmm. I can't discount that, but 
I don't know. From an athleticism point of view, I think that Russell is the better, better player there. But I don't know. Maybe it's going to work. And then, according to him, in his own words, best shooting big man, uh, Mr. Cat, mm-hmm. um, he comes back. And then who knows? I mean, yeah, I could see them moving up. Um, maybe slightly. I don't know. I mean, the West is really stacked right now. I think yeah. we all agree. It, it, it's just, I mean, there's there's teams that are not even in the play-in, like Portland, that mm-hmm. I think you move them over to the East and they're probably like a four seed. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. I, I think that um, that's going to be tough for Minnesota to really make a big splash. Now, who knows? Maybe they don't need to. Maybe they just need to be dangerously scary up until playoffs and then catch fire and make a move. But you also have to contend with uh, the Pelicans, assuming Zion likes to play more than 20 games a season um, when he comes back. And I, I do like to point out that Mr. Ingram has come back and he's played pretty nicely thus far. Um, I think he is uh, one of the best shooting percentage uh, big guys in the league right now. So if he, he takes a lot of shots, but he's also making a lot of shots. So you partner him up with uh, McCollum and Zion. Maybe they are better than Minnesota. Uh, I don't know. So I, yeah, I, I um, think for the – for the T puppies, they uh, made that move because Conley is a true point guard and Russell is more of a combo shoot first guard. Um, so I, I think that some of the, some of the struggles from the, uh, from the T puppies is that they don't have a point guard. So to me, it's a smart move because balance wise, Conley should be a good good fit for them. Okay, yeah, I agree. What do you What do you think, Chris? Yeah, um, I mean, I I think it's probably you know you've traded something away in athleticism and uh, maybe scoring potential to bring in more of that standardized floor general uh, in Conley. So I mean, trade away something, you got something back. You're different. I don't know if altogether you're better just different, but you know, they're, I think they're in a spot where they're likely going to find themselves for the rest of the season, somewhere around eight, maybe they move up to seven. I'd be surprised if they get into sixth place. So maybe they're a play-in team and maybe they could be dangerous because they've got some talent. You know, if they're healthy, which you can say for, I think just about any team. Right. Get healthy. Right. I wish we could just say that for the entire league, right? Just get healthy. Yeah. Injuries are no longer allowed. Your injuries are meaningless. Just play. Yeah. <laughs> Brendan, I'd like your call on, on Portland, too. Uh, I'm a little bit fan as well. I'd like to see them move up and get into the play and, and have the Thunder drop out, uh, even just from like the, the games and matchups that I want to watch, uh, as well as like who, which teams I think are better and which players are probably most deserving. I don't think the Thunder really, I don't know if they've got. Some young talent, they're still a ways away from being a competitive basketball team. But, uh, yeah, let's get, let's get the Blazers up. Thunder drop out. Game time. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Utah, I mean, they're they're already out. They trade away some players. They're their lone remaining bright spot for the rest of the season to be hosting the All Star game. Yeah. Which, well, I don't know. There's so many people out there on Twitter that are like, "Where's the All Star game? How do we get there? How do we get there? <laughs> yeah, like, what are we supposed to do? Doesn't everything shut down at like 8 p.m. out there? So, um, it'll be uh, it'll be a fun All Star weekend coming up. But yeah, you know, interesting fact: the um, first look, uh, how you slice it, the first eighth, first tenth of the season, Utah was the number one seed in mm-hmm. the West. So uh, they started out hot out of the gates. And then I think that uh, teams kind of figured them out. And then, like you said, you know, trading, trading away some more remaining players. Um, They are definitely, I mean, Danny Ainge is the guy out there moving all the pieces around right now. So I feel like he's stockpiling um, some draft picks and some moves ahead for the future. I think that, um, we could be looking at, you know, Celtics 2.0 from a general manager's perspective here pretty soon. Yeah, and I hope that that's part of what the, the strategy and philosophy is moving forward because I, I don't know that they're a team as much that can build in free agency because I don't think of Utah as like a destination spot that people are anxious to go play. So you really need to make this up during the draft and you know, get lucky on a couple picks and develop your players. Yeah, so... Are there any teams that we look at, unless unless I'm jumping the gun here, is there any other teams in the West that we want to talk about? I mean, do we have to talk about the Lakers, uh, or can we just so bypass them? We have to talk about them. And okay. we have to mention that LeBron is now the number one regular season scorer of all time. He uh, is. Which is impressive. Um, but that's maybe all that needs to be said about that. <laughs> Uh, Anthony Davis is occasionally Last wearing his, his wearing his basketball uniform instead of street clothes. Um, he's, uh, he is playing in some games. So, um, does, do the Lakers have a chance to move up? Yes or no? I'm going to say no. Okay. They, they have the talent. Do they have uh, the health <laughs> to, to pull it off when everyone else is going to be buying for the same stuff? My hope is no, because I don't want to see them in the playoffs. Right. Uh, but they've, they've got a shot. Uh, count I think the Angel okay. Russell can help them out. I, I still think the, uh, the West is too deep, too stacked. And I, I think that they will make a valiant effort. I could see them potentially squeezing in at maybe the 10, but I think Playing some of those up. Yeah. I think some of those other teams that we've already discussed, they just right now at least. And um, our, our ceiling for them is, is better than the Lakers is. So I don't know. I mean, anything can happen in playoffs. You never can discount, you know, somebody's will to win, but as it stands right now, yeah, I don't think Oklahoma city stays in. Mm-hmm. Um, we think kind of Portland might be slated for that 10 spot, but beyond that, yeah, it'll, it'll be a tough uphill battle for Lakers fans uh, for them to squeak into the playoffs this year. See, I, see, I, um, oh, uh, sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, go for it. You, 
so I so I actually see the Pelicans dropping um, because Zion cannot stay healthy. Um, if uh, Zion was healthy, the Pelicans would probably be in like a six or seven seed, but they're uh, actually sitting in a seven seed right now. But there is only two games from the seven and the eleven seed, which is similar to the Eastern Conference. So, right, definitely, definitely a, a lot of parity currently in the uh, association. Yeah, and then there's two bottom feeders in each uh, conference. You have <laughs> Spurs and uh, the Rockets in the West, and then you have Charlotte and Detroit in the East. And I think you might see some teams uh, strategically adjusting lineups come the end of the year. Time to uh, tank. Yep. Um, you know, luckily the NBA kind of fights that off with the, uh, the lottery. However, I don't know. Your odds are better the um, the more losses you have. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the tank mentality might be in play. But, yeah, I don't think um, too much of either of those four teams. But, yeah, I don't know. My only comment on the Rockets uh, is they've got John Wall back. Uh, which, which he said – was probably one of the worst places to be in the mm-hmm. entire NBA. <laughs> and they're probably going to buy him out again. And has there ever been a player that's been bought out twice from the same team? Like, not within no, a 12 month with, to play for us. Yeah, not within a 12 month period. Right. Never, never like that. Okay. There, so the uh, question is though, will John Wall go to the practice facility and do the Dougie? one time and then just walk out of the practice facility. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope so. So, um, yeah. So where does he go? Does he stay out West or do you think he know, tries to go? You know, I think that the, I was hopeful that this was going to be kind of a comeback season for him with the Clippers, but yeah. it didn't really amount to much. And I think the rest of the league was kind of looking at the Clippers say, oh, you know, can John Wall still play? It, he still can, but he's not going to come out and make the impact that he used to. So, right, uh, a team looking to add um, maybe a, a third option, the point guard spot, come playoffs. Maybe the Bulls. There you go. He might be a good fit for the Bulls. I don't Better think that present? he. Yeah, I don't think that he feels he needs to take twenty-five shots a game anymore, no. um, and. I, I still think he has an impact. So I, I it'll kind of depend on where um, some of these other teamless players end up. Mm-hmm. So um, we still have a couple weeks, right? Don't they have to make um, make rosters prior to March first? Isn't that the deadline? I think that's right. All right. So yeah, even though the trade deadline is done, uh, still definitely some moves to be made in the NBA and some playoff rosters that could be tweaked and adjusted uh, in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, and so two comments. One uh, is a kind of follow up on what we talked about earlier. Kemba Walker, Kemba Walker is not currently playing with the team. Okay, uh, he, Ooh, he was with Dallas, agent. but he is currently a free agent. So close that. Okay, uh, but you know who else? You know who else is a free agent in the NBA? Carmelo. 
Carmelo. Good call, <laughs> Pete. Yep. <laughs> he, uh, I, I, I mean, somebody needs to whisper in his ear just the words retire, right? So it, he's played out his last NBA basketball. Now, I, I'm not going to discount the fact that he couldn't go overseas and play – in the uh, the wild wild west of the globe, if you will, but he's not um, going overseas, man. He's Carmelo Anthony. Come on. Well, listen, Dwight Howard went overseas, and he's like the number one player over there he's right now. There, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, he just needs to to hang it up. I mean, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. I, I, well, let me get your guys' take. Is yeah, he no, all I, I agree with that. I think he's okay. all favor, but, and all I right. agree it's time for him to uh, yeah. hang it up and move on. All right. So I just didn't want my love for former Syracuse players to kind of shine through and just automatically assume that he's a Hall of Fame stud. Listen, um, listen pound for pound, Mello is one of the best offensive players maybe ever. That guy was a bucket. He was a bucket. He was a bucket. Uh, pound for pound, I take Allen Iverson, but he is. Uh, I agree, Melo is a. Uh, well, you don't. You do not have to sell me on that, Chris. I I am a huge fan of the answer. And fun fact for some of our younger listeners: <laughs> AI and Carmelo once played on the same team. Denver. Denver. So I don't I even won- think they won two playoff series that year with both of those studs. Did they? I don't know. That's why we need an intern. We need an That's intern. That's right. Again. Yeah, we do. So I, I wasn't going to let us get out of the West here uh, without focusing on something that we did talk about, but bringing a little bit more light to it. And it's that Westbrook is gone from the Lakers. Uh, so to call it all the way back to our, our bet, we have got a garbage plate. Peter mm-hmm. thought that uh, Westbrook would be there the whole season. Mm-hmm. You, know, you thought he'd be there uh, just 30 games. He'd be gone before Christmas. <laughs> One of us said, oh, you know, trade that guy. That, that's about what I'm getting. Uh, was so, that Mickey? Did Mickey say that? <laughs> no, no. I think it was pre-Mickey. I even made that call. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you guys both have my garbage plates. Uh, is it that we both each owe you a garbage plate for a total amount of two? Yes, or are we not consumable at the same time? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I once knew a, I once knew a guy that tried to eat uh, back to batch garbage plates. No way. That guy, that, guy, that guy was me. That guy was me. Are you serious? He, yeah, I made a quite the fool of myself. But uh, anyways, that's a that's another podcast in and of itself. There we go. And by fool, like you basically just spent the next day on the toilet. <laughs> Um, I do not recall. I think I slipped into a mild coma directly <laughs> after trying to consume that second garbage plate. And I think I was wheeled out the front door. I, I That's about all I remember. So... All right. So I want to move on to our next segment. And this is everyone's favorite segment, one-on-one. Uh, yes, bring yes. it back. Uh, so you guys need to get ready because we've got competition now. Oh boy! Um, but before we get to the topic, before we get to how I'm going to actually pit you two against each other, we probably need to know what we're playing for. Uh, and oh, as yes. always, 
in one-on-one, -on -one, it is that the loser wins, uh, or at least gets the prize. Now, our prizes are usually closer to like a gag gift than something actually desirable. Andrew Wiggins towel. That's right. Those are classic. Yes. So I explained this concept to Mickey, but I'm not sure that he understood it. Uh, it was one of our many creative differences. So he, he went and he got the prize. What he did was he got a signed rookie card of someone who's an NBA champion, an Olympic medal winner. In college, he was the WCC player of the year in 2012. And then his college retired his jersey. And so I'm thinking, Mickey, what are you doing? That sounds like something that people would actually want. That sounds like you know, a good thing. Yeah. Um, it's actually, this is someone that was mentioned on one of our podcasts this year and is still playing in the NBA today. Uh, in fact, he plays for Mickey's team, the Kings. So that's probably part of what did this. Uh, and before I reveal the player's name to see if Mickey really messed this up, uh, <laughs> do either of you know who this might be? If so, I will give you the advantage in the event of a tiebreaker. I know who it is. Peter, oh, I, I think I know who it is. Uh, he said he was an Olympic medal winner? Yes. Harrison Barnes? No. Bima, I'll let you throw it out there. Is it Sabonis? It is not. No. Ah. Uh, this is a foreign player. Uh, that is true. So it's not a US team USA basketball uh, Olympic medal. Oh, a foreign player. Mm -hmm. Keeping it foreign. Ah, uh, shoot. I got I got to look at their roster. I have no idea. Yeah. That's probably cheating. Yeah, no, no looking at rosters. If you don't know, that's fine. I don't need to give uh, an advantage of the tiebreaker. I, I think we could guess here for probably the next 15 minutes, Chris. Probably. I don't think either one of us is going to hit it. And that's not good podcast. Hold on. So hold on. <laughs> hold on. Is it uh, crap? The uh, guy who played it's... on Cleveland. <laughs> it's not crap. Del it's not crap. It is. It's Delavidova. <laughs> <laughs> He's not still in the league. Come he on. He's playing for the Kings. Oh man, Matthew! He, uh, wow! So Shocker. I have here a signed rookie card, Matthew Delvadova, uh, that is going to the loser of this game. Okay. So here's where where did uh, this prized possession come about from uh, being eBay? acquired? Yeah, eBay. I, I gave Mickey my eBay log, and that was probably a mistake. <laughs> 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 Do you also have 4,000 um, video games in your uh, back lot because Mickey just went wild? So Yeah, I, I, but I'm looking forward to those coming in, so that's all right. right, Chris, right, do, right. We, Chris do we um, have a Peach a, a peach Basket corporate card? Uh, no, not yet. We were declined, actually, when we went to the bank. <laughs> <laughs> they said we, did not, we were not creditworthy, which is unfortunate. Oh, man. All right, so here's the game. Here's how this is going to work. I'm going to name two players, one of whom has had a 50-point game, the other has not, and you get to pick correctly. So if I said Michael Jordan and Matthew Delvadova, you would say MJ, and you'd win, you get a point. This is going to be, uh, we'll do that 12 times, and whoever has the most correct will get bragging rights. Whoever has the lowest, uh, they've got a new rookie card for their collection. All right. Are we right. buzzing in? How is this working? Um. We we don't have any buzzers. Um, you're both going to need to come up with an answer. I'll give you time to think, and whoever wants to say first can. Uh, I don't okay. know that it's always going to be 
super easy. I'm going to need answers from both of you. On okay. This, so it's not a, not a buzzer first. Okay. So first up, the two players, Jerry Stackhouse and Kevin Garnett. One of them has had a 50-point game. One of them has not. Stackhouse has. Brighton says Stackhouse. Let's say you, Pete. Um, I would say Stackhouse is the answer. And you are both correct. You both get a point. A, a tricky one, or did you guys already know that one? Um, I for some random reason I knew that Garnett never scored above forty something. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up, Tiny Archibald and Magic Johnson. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to go with oh, Tiny. So it's the uh, same question? It's the same question. We're doing this 12 times. One of the players has scored a 50-point game. Uh, one of them has not. I'm, I'm going to go, go with Magic. I'm going Tiny. Tiny has. Magic has not. Oh! Wow. Magic never scored 50. Wow. That's because he, he was focused on his assist as well. Gets so. in the ball. Yeah. All right. Next up. Tony Delk or Kawhi Leonard? Tony oh, Delk. No, I'm going to say Kawhi. That's a trick question. Uh, it's actually Tony Delk had a 50-point game. Kawhi has never <laughs> scored over 50. Let's oh, go. My goodness. Yes. Um, all right. Moving on. Brandon Roy or Mitch Richmond? Oh. Ooh, those are mm. – I'm going to give it to Mitch. I'm going to say Brandon Roy. It's Brandon Roy. Oh, no. <laughs> We're starting to go the wrong oh, direction. Man, yeah. Here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next, uh, Damon Stoudemire or Scotty Pippen? It's Dame time. Uh, I'm going to say Lillard. Uh, Lillard's not an option. You can have Dame Stoudemire or Scotty Pippen. Oh. Oh, both of us. Both of us. Um, Stoudemire. Stoudemire. Um, Pippen, I know, had some big games when Jordan retired, but I don't think he ever hit 50. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Stoudemire. You are both correct. Okay. All right. Can we get a score update? Are we halfway yes. there? Uh, we Next round will be halfway there. I'll give you the update after halfway. All right. All right so next one, uh, Gary Payton. Or Mo Williams. Mo Williams that played with LeBron James in Cleveland? Yes. Okay. I'm going to say Mo Williams. All right. I'll take the alternate. I'll say Gary Payton. Mo Williams it is. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're halfway. Right now, Peter is up five to three. Peter's oh, only missed one, Magic Johnson. That's the only one he's missed so far. You got your work cut out for you, Brendan. All right. All right. Next up, Dwight Howard or Glenn Rice? Mm. Glenn Rice. I'm going to also say Glenn Rice. You are both correct. Yeah. <laughs> well, he never had a 50 point game until he went and played in China. <laughs> no, 
I was averaging like 78 or something. I don't know. <laughs> Are those records countable? No, no. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, next one. Pau Gasol or Vernon Maxwell? Oh, man. I'm going to go Pau. I'll say Maxwell. Maxwell. Yes. Pau Gasol never did. Mad Max? Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, Kevin Love or Steve Nash? K Love. Oh, uh, shoot. I'm going to say Love, too, because he was a uh, problem back in his prime. Yeah, you are both correct. It was Kevin Love. Nash never Nash only scored over 40 twice. He, uh, wow. And had a 50 point game. Right, we got three more left. Uh, it's a one point game. So it's coming down to the wire here. Chris Bosch or Jermaine O'Neal? Jermaine. I'm going to say Bosch back in his Toronto days. It was Jermaine O'Neal. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. Jermaine O'Neal? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and Bosch never scored over 50. Uh, that's because he was a better draft pick than Bosch. Former number one pick, right? Jermaine? Yep. Or no, he wasn't a number one pick. That's terrible. I need I need some in, uh some help here. I'm 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 dwindling. Talking well, about Shaquille O'Neal, Brenton? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, that's the O'Neal I was. Stromile Swift? Stromile. Stromile. Wow. Blast from the past. All right, we got two more. Um Chris Paul or Tony Parker? Ooh, that is a tough one. Uh. I'm going to say Parker. I'm going to say also Parker. You are both correct. Yes. Both Parker has Chris Paul. That was clutch. Ooh. I almost said Chris Paul. He did, too. All right, we are tied going into the last question. Uh, never fear there is a tiebreaker set up uh, should the need arise. Okay. Dale Ellis or Dr. J? Oh, no. I'm going to say Dale Ellis. Okay, so for preservation of the tiebreaker, I will also say Dale Ellis. Uh, you're both correct. <laughs> Dr. J never, never had a 50-point game. <laughs> I had no idea on that one. Thanks for going first, Pete. <laughs> yeah, same thing. Okay. All right, yeah. So I, even just going through that list, I was surprised um, with who had and who hadn't. So, um and we'd already mentioned Donovan Mitchell earlier. Just jumped into that category. So being one of, I think he's the most recent player to have to be new to the list of players that have scored at least 50 in a game. This I'm going to need you guys to both think about, come up with your answers independently, and then tell me when you have an answer, and I will call on whoever I deem first. Um, the question is, how many players, how many unique players have scored at least 50 in a game in the NBA? All time. All time. For unique players. Is that some thought? Let me know when you have an answer.
I have my answer. So do I. All right, Brenton, what is your answer? 37. Peter, what is your answer? Uh, 29. Uh, you, you stumbled over that. I think you took the over-under. No, I'm just kidding. So. Well, if he did, he went the wrong way. You guys are both way off. Um, All right, wait. Before you answer, let us guess again. Okay. I said 37 the first time. I'm going to More reassess. I'm going to reassess and say 64. Man. Would you like to have uh, a second? 77. Oh my gosh. We just listed 12 people uh, and we didn't mention any names like Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan. Like, we didn't go through any. Shaq. Did like Shaq ever day. have a 50 Shaq. point? Yeah. 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 There, um, so now I got to figure out what to do here. Round three of uh, this. Give me a, a third, a third guess. And this is going to be the final closest two wins. He 123. Okay. I will say 135. That was the closest. It's 160. Wow. What? Yes. And those are all unique, right? Those are all unique. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of points being scored. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and okay. especially when you look at you know players that have done it multiple times, uh, it gets impressive. That list dwindles into the as soon as you hit the top ten. Uh, why don't I cover that? That sounds like fun. Um, yeah, tied for ninth and tenth, I guess. Uh, both of these players did it eleven times. Ellen Iverson and Steph Curry. Wow. Uh, tied for sixth, seventh, eighth. These players have all done it fourteen times. Rick Barry, LeBron James, Damian Lillard. Rick Barry. Yeah. Uh, and then for the top five, these are all individual. So at number five, Elgin Baylor did it 17 times. Wow. Number four is James Harden. He did it 23 times. Kobe at number three, 25 times. Michael Jordan at number two, 31 times. Number and one, Will Chamberlain, 118 times. Oh, insane. <laughs> Yeah, he had a season where he averaged more than 50. So, and so help me out with this because I, I probably just need to go back and look at some more stats and do some math. But So he scored over 50 118 times. He had a season where he averaged over 50. His all-time scoring average is still less than Jordan's. I don't – he must have had because, a ton of games where he didn't score. Well, um, yeah, later on in his career um, – he was not even the second option. So uh, I think he played late in his career for like four or five years where he only averaged like in the teens, um, which it, I mean, it's nothing to scoff at, but you know, still when you, when you got a guy that scored more than a hundred points in a game and averaged a season at more than 50, they also didn't used to play as many games too. So yeah, but still like scoring um, average is where I was most surprised. Yeah, right, right. So you would think that a guy that played that many games where he was dominant would um, just 
hold all the records, right? Yeah. That's kind of well, where the, my uh, assumption was. Yeah. So the so the so the thing is is that he only played fourteen years. Which again, I mean, how many years has Kemba Walker played? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 Apples and oranges. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He just happened to be one of the guys we were talking about. So, um, yeah, nice. 14 years. Uh, they didn't play as many games back then. And he was not the dominant force the last few years in, in the league. So, but yeah. hey, good talk, gents. Good talk. Yeah. So, Brenton, you won, which means that you really lost because Peter gets the even new acquisition. Peter, you have a rookie card coming your way. Well, I uh, wanted to win, and I feel like I'm foolish for not knowing some of those answers. But um, seems like I it seems like I need to catch up on stats here and watch some more NBA league pass. Yeah, yeah. My favorite uh, part of that competition was that both you and I, Pete, said uh, Lillard when the answer was Damon Stoudemire. <laughs> So. Hopefully, I said that right and didn't immediately get to Yeah. Inside. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. That was good. Yeah. That was fun. All right. Uh, so, doing a quick time check. Are we, uh, should we wrap? Yeah. We can, we can make it a wrap. All right. That means that we're going to need to, uh, at a separate time, discuss All Star Weekend. Players that were picked and snubs, et cetera. Um, so well, there's there's definitely some snubs. We know oh, that. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. On some of them. Uh, all right. Well, uh, again, thanks to our fans that have been listening. Uh, hopefully, you don't miss Mickey uh, as much as we do. Again, send your intern application forms directly to our Twitter account. Uh, and as always, thanks for listening. This has been Peach Bassy. Yeah. Garbage so, plates. Garbage. Don't take them for granted. Nope. They will get you. We have the pod back together. M-I-C. We won't see you anytime soon. K-E-Y. Why? Because you left us. <laughs> <laughs>